go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. I am Just Beagle. Mike's other one. There we go. All right. And uh, this week, we will be reviewing my flick of the week, which is going to be Fight Club. Oh, wait. I'm not supposed to talk about that one. Yes, you are. All right. Shut up. <laughs> All right. And? Te- uh, te- uh, Cleopatra Jones. <laughs> All right. I was going to say Terminator 2, but it was a Terminator 2. That's funny. I just watched Terminator 2 with my boys. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then our main flick of the week is, of course, going to be Tag, starring Jeremy Renner and Ed Helms. Yeah, we, we completely fucked up the whole podcast, so it doesn't really matter. That's great. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, uh, you know, I, movie-wise or news-wise, I only had a few trailers that maybe are worth mentioning. The new Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. Why, why, why is it that we can't just do the podcast like we've been doing for the past six weeks? I was trying to wing it instead of having to read off the screen. No, it's just we're supposed to, our first movie, our second movie, our third movie, and yeah. then go into it. Yeah. And we can, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just, I'm just, it's just an outside question. Uh, sorry, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, so they got the, finally they got the full trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody. Whoopee. They got the full trailer for Assassination Nation. Whoopee. And uh, a new movie called Patient Zero that's coming out in um, September, starring Whoopee. Stanley Tucci. Have you heard the news about Venom? No. All right, we'll talk about that too. All right, so we'll talk about that too. All right. Uh, All that and more. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Joe continually fucks up the inter- intro because we've been doing it the same way f- since January. Actually, we've been doing it the same way since December. But, uh, you know, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> um, no more. We, we're not doing any more trailers. We're not doing any more sound bites. We're not doing any more anything. Because every time I fucking send this over to YouTube, I get a copyright strike against us. It's not a strike. I get get a copyright designation against us, and I'm fucking tired of it. And uh, YouTube can go fuck themselves, you know. It's okay for other other goddamn websites or or, uh, movie review places or, or film theory. Yeah. Or who else? Or sorry about that. So or 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 anything. Cinema sins. Yeah, uh, any anything that uses a goddamn movie trailer to compare trailers, and contrast. Yeah. You know, like we got hit for uh, fucking life is a highway because we were comparing and contrasting the original version versus the Cars version, the Cars three version. Yeah, we got hit with we got hit with one of those. Fuck them. And then we got hit with something on another podcast, and then just recently on the on one of the other podcasts, we got hit with another thing. And I'm done. I'm I'm done dealing with this shit. So fuck YouTube. Yeah, fuck YouTube. Um, it's it, it's it, it's getting to the point where we just you're not allowed to do anything anymore on YouTube unless you're a big time fucking Making creator. Making them a shitload of money. And you know if if you guys would follow the podcast, you would do us a lot of favors. So oh, we're on Patreon by the way. Uh, uh, um, uh, Patreon.com. A couple of average Joes. Um, if you go there, you're going to get everything. Uh, read through it. We'll put up a uh, like a video or yeah, we're gonna give it to you or a podcast or not a pod, you know a, uh, an intro to what we're doing and why we're doing it and why we're doing it that specific way. But there's a really there's like a there's a brick wall full of text and just kind of read through it and find out what we're doing and understand that uh, we don't have a paywall. Um, we, it's, it's an earn, earn your money type of situation where, but that, that, that may change 
considering that we are thinking about doing a couple of other things. So there may be a paywall, but for only special projects. And that's about it. So let's move on. All right. So, yeah, my uh, my flick of the week is going to be the 1999 David Fincher film, Fight Club. Which, um, you know what? I hadn't seen it in a few years, and I still really enjoy this movie. This movie is so has so much fucking energy to it. It's awesome. All right? So, since we're not doing trailers anymore, I guess I don't have to read the intro to it, do I? Yeah, we're not doing at the <laughs> movies anymore, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah, fuckers. All right. So, they, uh, they fucked us on everything. So yeah, pretty much anyone who doesn't know what Fight Club is, it's um, it's about Edward Norton's character, who's pretty much called the narrator because he the, the you know he narrates the film as it's going through, and uh, he works for an automobile company, a major automobile company, where he goes and he evaluates ac- accidents and he determines through statistical analysis and all this stuff whether it's worth it for the company to um, either do a recall or to just do payoffs, um, lawsuit payoffs, you know what I mean? Settlements. And um, his explanation to it is fucking terrifying and fascinating at the same time. Especially when you go all the way back to 1999 (laughs) when this film came out. You're like, because, you know, I I think even less people were paying attention to things at that time. So, um, yeah, some scary shit out there. Um, They don't really care. You know, if you're basing it off of what he's saying, which I do believe... um, that automobile manufacturers don't really give a shit about, and that's how all corporations are. It's all the bottom line is always saving the money, right? So, anyway, he lives a very boring life. He he, you know, he fucking shops at IKEA on his while he's on his toilet, you know, and he you know goes through the their you know their magazines and orders shit, and he thinks he's fulfilling his life and all these same boring consumer type ways, and and he's completely empty. And then all of a sudden. Um, he runs into a man named Tyler Durden, played by Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt is like the opposite of him. He is, he is, he is sexually attractive. He is confident. Um, he is charismatic. He is open. Um, he is, uh, uh, what is the word? He doesn't have any um, filters. He will say he's just completely honest about everything. Doesn't hold back. And so Norton is in awe of this guy. And what happens is um, something happens to Norton's apartment and he ends up having to go stay with uh, Tyler Durden in this dilapidated house in the middle of a warehouse district. And uh, (laughs) he, you know, he before he runs into Tyler Durden in the first place, what he does is he can't sleep. He has a form of uh, narcolepsy or insomnia. And are those the same thing, narcolepsy and insomnia? No. Fuck. Okay. anyway, insomnia. He has a form of insomnia. Narcolepsy is when you fall asleep. Okay. All the time. Oh, that's right. Okay, so he has a form of insomnia. And so he starts going to these um, uh, support meetings, like cancer, this, you know, like all different kinds of support meetings. And he pretends to be someone else so that, um, because then when he's, like, hugging people and crying and stuff, um, all of a sudden he gets to sleep. He goes home and he fucking sleeps like a baby. So he just keeps doing and doing it. And all of a sudden... This anvil, this human anvil drops in, played by Helena Bonham Carter, and her character's name is Marla Singer. And she's just fucking just trashy, fucking nasty chick that just fucking, you know she's bullshit. Right when she walks in, you already know that she's full of shit. Because she, she walks into one of them that's testicular cancer, which should be all for dudes, right? But she still pretends that she has, you know, that she had testicular cancer. So... Um, Norton now can't sleep because of it because he knows that there's another faker there. So he's pissed off at her as and other things. And 
And yeah, it just so her character um, is throughout the film as well. And there's funny things that happen with her because she's also she has no filters. And uh, so Tyler Durden and uh, Norton they start having this thing where they they start a fight club. They first they start fighting each other. People start to notice um, out in like a parking lot outside of a bar or whatever. And all of a sudden, the groups every week get bigger and bigger and bigger. All of a sudden, they need a, b- a better place to fight. And so they start going into the saloon, and they go into the basement, and they use that. And, they, you know, it gets bigger and bigger. And then eventually what happens is the whole thing turns into a cult. And it's pretty much a nihilist cult um, where it's against the system. It's trying to destroy um, uh, people's debt you know the the like credit card debt and all that stuff like that, and and there's all this crazy shit that happens. I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, um, but this is a, um, I th- my personal opinion, I think it's a very relevant film because a lot of the um, themes that go along in this movie and are the are a lot. There's it's the way I think in a lot of ways about consumerism and things like that, especially the more that I've opened my mind up about things, um, you know, paying more attention to stuff. And, uh, so in a way, this movie is like an extreme, um, reaction. The characters are like an extreme reaction to our consumer society. Like, you know, they, they, they just, they're tired of just being told what to do all the time by this, by this work here, work there, you know, and this is, this is like a result of it in a way. And it's the movie's fucking hilarious. Um, the the cinematography is awesome as always with every David Fincher film. Uh, the music is cool. Um, there's just the whole style of it. I mean, it, it, the movie's also trashy too, as well. It's it can be very dirty and trashy, very trashy characters. Not a lot of redeeming qualities, but there's a point to it. And um, this is a movie I wouldn't mind watching at least once a year. That's how good it is. And I, I saw it in theaters back in 1999. So, you know, almost 20 years later, and I'm still wanting to you know, watch this movie periodically. I mean, that has to say something right there. So, uh, I, yeah, like I said, I highly recommend Fight Club. You've got to see this shit. It's good. Oh, one last thing. It's based on a 1996 novel from uh, Chuck Palahniuk. Pal- Palahniuk. Yeah, Palahniuk. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think there's, there was a few things changed from the novel to the movie, but... For most part, um, I think it went um, in a very similar direction. So um, I didn't look more into that. You want to, you look it up yourself. So there you go. Fight Club. Don't talk about it. Just see it. I forgot the name of the stupid movie. <laughs> His name was Bob. Bob had bitched it. Forgot about Meatloaf's character. Was it Cleopatra Jones? No. Was, oh, you talking about um, Black Dynamite? Thank you. Black Dynamite. I have that. That's on my Amazon list uh, for Blu-ray to buy. Okay. Have you seen it? You be, I watched it with you. That's why I want to own it. It's a good fucking movie. So Cleopatra Jones. Um, Cleopatra Jones is a black exploitation movie. Shut set, your mouth. Set, no, set in the uh, 70s, early 70s. Um, actually, I was, um, as the story goes, I was trying to record Ben, which is the. Uh, it's actually the sequel to... Yeah, Willard. Willard. And... They it never it was never on and st- in its place was Cleopatra Jones. So I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay, maybe maybe this is the beginning of the movie. It's also a '70s movie. Blah blah blah. And I'm watching it, and we're in well, it's supposed to be Turkey. We're in a foreign a- country, and this lady is talking to a government official, and the government official is looking out over this field of poppies. And I was like. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do in the poppy field? Yeah. 
And the government official keeps looking at this poppy field like, I don't really want to do whatever she wants to do. And eventually she calls in this airstrike and blows up this poppy field, right? And the government official is not happy about it. But um, what she's what she's doing is destroying a drug crop for a crime boss, you know, because of a crime boss. It gets owned by a crime boss. Um, so I'm watching this movie and I'm like, this movie is, is fucking black dynamite 100% mm-hmm. with the exception of the, the silly Kung Fu treachery stuff, um, which is black dynamite. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has Kung Fu in it. This has all this other stuff. Uh, almost, you know, in, in black dynamite, he has a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Right. Well, th- she doesn't, but she belongs. She is. She has a bunch of he's. No, she <laughs> she's in love with this guy Bernie Casey. Okay. Who runs a community home for recovering recovering drug addicts. And what's really cool about this movie <coughs> is the fact that the, um, whoever wrote it, Max Julian and Sheldon Keller. Um, and it was produced by Max Julian. But whoever wrote this movie, and then the guy that directed it was Jack Starrett or Starrett, n- went after all sorts of fucking bigoted racial problems in America, the drug problems um, that persisted in L.A., the the uh, the fact that cops were using racial slurs for black people still in the seventies. Yeah, you know, and they and they didn't care. You know, it didn't matter if if they were outnumbered. They had they they had this this false sense of power about them. Yeah. So there's a scene where Bernie Casey is is at these cops come to this house and break the door down after the bombing of the poppy field, and and they didn't. You know, Bernie Casey's pissed off about it because all he had to do was really knock, yeah. and the cops like, why? So you could run away, you know? Yeah. Just like just like all the black people do yeah. when they're guilty, and and this this whole this whole sting and arrest thing was is a um is a is, is a fake call because um the lady who plays Mama the the drug lord yeah. played by Shelley Winters is the one that calls in this this fake raid this this drug bust right because she knows people are high up in in power so. They come to this house, which is a, a recovery house, and one of the guys has drugs on him, of course. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it just, it and, and it turns real bad. They're flipping furniture over. They're, they're wrecking the entire place. The chief of police finds out about this, and the chief of police who works with, well, Cleopatra Jones is, a, is an undercover special agent for the United States government. Yeah. But she, she knows the chief of police. And, in fact, when she comes back into the United States through Burbank, she's attacked in the airport. Literally, people start firing guns at her in the airport, <laughs> and she takes out this fucking huge forty-four Magnum Clint Eastwood style, right? Uh-huh. It just kills people, right? Just kills a couple people, and then, then walks out like it's no big deal. Yeah. Like, like this happens every day. Yeah. And, and no cops are called, no other security officers show Beirut. up. Yeah. So well, that's that's... There are some issues, but yeah. that, that's one of the funny things about it. So she ends up... She ends up dealing with a chief of police who says, "Hey, I think I know who's doing this, and and we're, but I I have no control over it. My hands are tied. Yeah, my hands are tied because she has contacts higher up than I can. Then then will deal with me, right? And they want their they want their dirty money. <laughs> um, who is the guy? Uh, 
Doodlebug. Oh, Antonio Fargus? Yeah, Antonio Fargus. Antonio Fargus obviously played Huggy Bear in, in Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. He was also in um, 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 I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker. I think he might also have been in uh, Original Gangsters. He may have been, but um, here's a, just a, he was in Cheriff, uh, Beyond, Skyline, Silver Bells, Vegas, Cinefest. Uh, he wasn't in Original Gangsters. He was in Sucker Punch, uh, Osmosis Jones. Driver two, three strikes. Don't be a menace to South Central. The Howling Six. Wow, I didn't know he was in that. Whore, I'm gonna get you, sucker. <laughs> Shakedown, um, and a bunch of others. But um, he, um, so he plays, he plays the bad guy. He looks like a black bag grandpa in that picture. Yeah, he <laughs> he he plays. So Don Cornelius is in this movie. Uh, Shelley Winters, Bernie Casey. I'm so glad I know who Don Cornelius is. Um, Soul Train, and a and a whole bunch of others. But the but the chick that plays Cleopatra Jones, Tamara Dobson. Yeah. God damn, is she fucking gorgeous? Was she's <laughs> dead now? Um, like when when I'm watching the movie and she's she's in different scenes, she's just you know, like it's just like a close up of her face, mm-hmm. and just just absolutely beautiful. She's giving you the jungle fever, man. Yeah, she's she's. She's she's quite the dish. Anyways, this whole movie is um, it's okay. It's it's not great. I mean, I Shelley you were, I thought, when you started off, I thought you were making it sound like it was like this is an underrated gem. It it, it is kind of an underrated gem, uh-huh. kind of. But there are problems with the movie, and and, and it goes off into this whole Esther Rolls in there. I I don't really know how to put this certain type of je ne sais quoi. Um, it, it goes off like. It starts off good, mm-hmm. and then Shelly Winters shows up, and then you can't take it seriously. Okay. And not that Shelly Winters is a bad actress, but the way that she plays the role is like she's she's just, you know, going through the motions. Miscast, do you think? Maybe she- I don't know if she was miscast. I don't think she was miscast. I think that... <laughs> I think that she just didn't put anything, any effort into this movie, okay. thinking it was, thinking it was real. She just she plays this, mo- you know, monologuing, <laughs> loudmouth braggart type that that just doesn't fit with the rest of the entire. Like all of her scenes are just weird. Um, as you as you're moving through all of uh, uh, the entire movie, like okay, right, you have um, Antonio Fargas as he plays Doodlebug and. When, when you go, when they go into the scene with him and Cleopatra Jones, and they're about to fight or deal with each other or whatever, right? That scene works, even even though it's a little outrageous in the way that they do things. Outrageous. It, it, the the scene works because it's not, it doesn't feel forced. Yeah. But all the shit that goes on with the Shelley Winter stuff feels forced and fake, like. They really wanted to make sure that all of the black actors were taken seriously mm-hmm. and all the white actors w- um, weren't. That's the way it felt. Like the family guy thing about Spike Lee? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no. Um, because the police, the, the guys that played the police, okay, yeah. the commissioner, the chief of police, the lieutenants and everything else, that's not a. There's no problems there. Yeah, the, it it doesn't feel forced. But what I'm saying is, is in, in, in it probably sounds kind of racist or whatever. What I'm saying is, is that they put extra attention on specific things. 
They put extra attention on the tension, attention on the tension mm-hmm. between the cops and the blacks. Okay. Okay. They put extra attention on Bernie Casey and Tamara Dobson's characters. You know, they put extra attention on all the things outside of the Shelley Winters scenes. Yeah. Because it just, like I said, it felt like it was just kind of like a last minute add on. And the airport. <laughs> the airport shootout. <laughs> well, yeah, but that you got to have some sort of weirdness. I mean, there's there was that wasn't the only scene that was just kind of weird and dumb. <coughs> but that's that's what's going on with this movie. Every, everything about this movie could have been so much better. Like the the opening scene <coughs> doesn't explain shit. Mm-hmm. It's just we show up and there's a fucking poppy field there, and then we see we see Cleopatra Jones. And this guy in a in a military suit, and you're like, "What the fuck is this all about? What is what is going on here?" And then all of a What's sudden, going on here? yeah, all of a sudden, it's it, there's a military, there's a fucking airplanes coming over and bombing this this field, and then we go back to Los Angeles in the United States, and then we and then that's where we figure out that that the the poppy field got blown up because um, somebody calls Shelley Winters and says, "Hey, your poppy field got blown up." And she goes, I know who did this. It was Cleopatra Jones. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, I mean, like that entire opening sequence. The shitty setup. Is, is, is awful. But everything else <laughs> after that. I'll get you, Cleopatra Jones. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, you know, oh, my God, Cleopatra Jones, call my peoples. <laughs> you know, yeah. call them all and, and, and I'll get her one way or the other. Right. Mm. It's, it's like. <laughs> but like I said, the tensions with the cops, um, the 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 uh, the scene with uh, Antonio Fargas as Doodlebug and his and his men. In fact, um, um, it may have been Don Cornelius, but um, there's there's a scene where Cleopatra. Um, hold on a second. Yeah, she evokes the glory of a funk goddess. Uh, <laughs> I had to read that. There, there's a scene where Cleopatra. Um, she confronts one of Antonio Fargus's uh, henchmen guys in, in a room, and she she takes out a uh, a switchblade knife. Right, and he's like, "Where you been hiding that?" Right, She's yeah, like, it ain't none of your business. And, and but the whole again, when the scene works because they paid extra attention to the way the writers or the director paid extra attention to the way that that hurry her and this guy are reacting against each other. And I, when I'm when I was watching the movie, like I would lose interest in like half the scenes. Yeah. And then the other half, I'd be like, why don't they do more of this? And then I started thinking, of course, well, this is Black Dynamite. This is exactly what Black Dynamite was, except Black Dynamite's Black Dynamite's the male version of Cleopatra Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so this is definitely a huge in- influence on Black Dynamite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you've ever seen the uh, the Kentucky Fried movie. Where they did uh, Cleopatra Schwartz. <laughs> the, um, that's that that that's a parody of that this movie. Um, all in all, I just realized that Alan Alda is all in all. Hmm. Um, Cleo Cleopatra Jones is not a bad movie, but it's inconsistent. Yeah, it's it's very inconsistent. But um, the way that they like I said, if they had paid more attention to specific scenes, this movie could have been huge. Yeah. Really, really huge. Um, the soundtrack, 
That's the one thing about this movie that is fucking amazing. Uh, the soundtrack is really good. The 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 um, camera work not so much because it's it's that's it's like a seventies TV show. Yeah, you know, and it's it's still got the it's still got the weird you know uh, from it's it's the uh, the from break music. You know, so after you come back from the commercial break, it's going. Yeah. Right. Um, the sets, the costumes, uh, the the uh, the houses that they picked, all all the loca- location shots are amazing. Um, it's, it's just it's just inconsistent. But it makes good so um, good commentary on uh, race relations between. Cops and blacks in L.A. Not, not just race relations, but in general, what was going on at that time with yeah. drugs, the drug culture. Um, I assume heroin was huge at that time. Yeah, the poppy fields and stuff like that. Yeah, um, And then having a strong black female lead uh, also, um, that's that's one of the big, big things. Yeah. Is that during the 70s, you didn't have a lot of films with strong female characters, you know. No. Of course, if we had the internet back then, <laughs> all the social justice warriors would be, I want my, I, I don't want a strong black black lead female character. Give me my white character. <laughs> my white male character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah, what they have back then? They just had, uh, you know, Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, Linda Carter bit. and um, a whole bunch of others. Um, there's another... TV show that was kind of like Wonder Woman, but um, Supergirl or Power Girl or it was, Char- it was Charlie's Angels for a little while, but yeah, you know they were kind of like uh, they're still being controlled by a dude, <laughs> you know, girls. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I mean, kind of um, <laughs> El Chapulín, Colorado. I <laughs> bees. <laughs> Maybe it was the sixties. I thought it was Power Girl or whatever the hell it was. Get smart. Tarzan. The girl from Uncle. Hmm. I didn't know that. Kung Fu. Mod Squad. Where are you? God damn, you read fast. No. Power Girl TV series. First comic was in 1976. There's a Powerpuff Girl Z. I guess. It didn't last for very long. Right. There's a Power R Girls. Whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. That's it right there. What is that? Electro Woman and Dyna Girl. Okay. That's what I was trying to think of. I saw that in the list. You but you scanned through really, really quick so I didn't get a chance to fully read it. Yeah, I was let's see. Oh, they're remaking it. I don't think they're remaking it. We would have heard something if they're re, re, if they're remaking it. But we can look it up. <sighs> look, I'm all for like, you know, remakes and whatnot, but come on. You know, I still think who, who is Grace Helbig and Hannah Hart? I, I think that you know uh, uh, what was I going to say. There's still plenty of things to do when it comes to movies for superheroes, but TV series, fuck, dude, they need to tone them back. Uh, there's just so much shit out there. I, I'm no. not even interested in most of them. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally not interested in, in, in any of the shows. Really, hell, dude, I. I like, I'm only starting to look forward to fucking Punisher when it's coming to the ones that are on Netflix. Because, you know, Daredevil, I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't even have any enthusiasm for Daredevil coming back. Why? I don't know. I just, I, I think that the lackluster season two of Jessica Jones, the uh, also season two of Luke Cage, hell, the, the last half of the first season of Luke Cage, 
and uh, and the defenders sucked, and Iron Fist was boring as shit. And, and just you know, and then the the CW, all their shows, fucking they suck, you know. Yeah. And I never even finished the Flash season, this last one. I don't even think I watched half of it, I, and I just quit. Just, I'm just, and I'm talking about like, look, see the suits that they have on here. Yeah, the old ones. Yeah. So yeah, okay, fine. They're bathing suits or whatever. <laughs> They're kind of goofy looking. Well, that's yeah, that's just the you gotta start somewhere, right? Right. But but then you have. This one where it's all leathers, yeah, and 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 it could be biker chicks. Yeah, I mean, come on, can't you think of something better? Can't you can't think of anything better than than leather outfits and uh, uh, wannabe fucking Han Solo style or Star Wars style? That's what it is. It, it's literally fucking Star Wars style. Get the fuck out of here! Nonsense. Look at this. <laughs> They got the short leather jacket over there, leather yada yada, you know, full body suit type of thing, and it, it does. It, this this is getting old. There's more to superheroes than just this shit. Yeah, I, uh, superhero TV shows are becoming zombies for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the over just the oversaturation thing. I, I'm just gonna look. It's getting to the point where only the pros need to keep making them, and the pros are are Marvel. Well, this is DC, and I. <laughs> And we all know what our opinions on are on DC when it comes to their live action shit. Well, yeah, but I mean, they they got to start somewhere, and I'm fine with them starting somewhere. This is actually going to be on their streaming service. Mm-hmm. But come on, you, you're telling me that this is the best. This is the best you could do for the show. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, it's yeah. it doesn't. It's it's look. I would I, I have the DC universe site up right now Mm -hmm. okay i'm going to watch the trailer for for this here it is legendary digital electro diner girl be the first to receive exclusive updates you can watch it on june 7th when it gets streamed so we have comics man of steel so this is all this is this is the dc digital site Mm -hmm. and i don't think the hangover is going to be part of the dc digital site but you know it is a Warner Brothers movie. It is a Warner Brothers movie. So here it is right here. I'm sorry, but when you hire a guy who has music videos for Ariana Grande, Kelly Clarkson, the Black Keys, and Britney Spears, Black Keys are not bad, but when you have when, when you have a guy that's doing mostly pop schmaltzy pop bullshit, yeah. this is the best that you're gonna get for Electra Girl and Dino, Electra Woman and Dino Girl. Sorry. I'm sorry. No argument, man. <laughs> and I don't know who Grace Helbig is, and I've never heard of My Drunk Kitchen. So, um, you know. Well, yeah, they, they hire unknowns so that well, they don't have to pay them as much. Yeah, Helbig and Hart have large social media followings with a combined total of 10 million subscribers and followers all over their YouTube and social media platforms. So they're YouTube stars. Okay. Who are... Turn into full flo- full-fledged superheroes. Who are now superheroes. Okay. Wonderful. So apparently YouTube is uh, is a testing ground for for new talent. Not really, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> hey Joe. Hey Mike. What tag? You're it. Oh, that's, what, a, that's awful. What should I read? That's fucking awful. Do you need to read anything? <laughs> we haven't read anything now. What are you doing? Rockthrus? I don't know. What am I doing? You don't want to? Okay. Are we? You are you? Do you, you, you recommend seeing Cleopatra Jones? 
Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because right. it's 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 a good it's a good movie and a good product to show what type of era it came it's out important. of. Important, okay. Yeah, it's important to the history of of uh, movies. All right. Okay, so uh, yeah, our main flick of the week uh, is Tag, of course. Which uh, you know what we uh, we hadn't seen. I mean, it's been out for what a month. Yeah. And uh, it, this was our. Our makeup week, you know, for pretty much uh, there was just shit out this week, and we we're like, you know what? Let's see tag. I mean, it looked the trailers look funny. Uh, it's an it's definitely an interesting premise. So let's go see it, right? Um, you know, it's uh, based on a 2013 Wall Street Journal article um, about these real life people that uh, real life friends for 28 years they uh, played tag every every month for the month of February, right? In in the real life story, um, and then this movie it's set in May. Um, for whatever reason, and there's and there's a ton of people that are playing it. It's not just four or five. Yeah, it's there's yeah, it's a whole fucking collection of. Um, but yeah, this movie is. Uh, I, I look. This is this right here is either right there with Game Night or a little bit better than Game Night is the best comedy of the year, in my opinion. Um, do I think it's a great movie? No, but I do think that this movie is. It's 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 continuously entertaining and it's fun. It's and it it adds to it has this childlike sense of uh, of uh, a a pretty much fun. <laughs> I'll use the word again. Yeah. So um you know and so it's it's great because it's you know it it feeds into the whole like this thing that the statement they made in the movie which is you know you're only um you're only old when you quit playing right, right? kind of thing. So um and you know what I think that the that that's a good thing. It's a good thing. You know, you, you don't have to be, you know, fuck that biblical shit where I learned to let go of childish things and all that shit. You know what? If you feel young at heart, be fucking young at heart. Don't let everyone tell you that you can't do fun things that you did as a kid. You know what I mean? I mean, you're an adult now, so there's certain things you got to change a little bit, but still, you can still have fun, you know, in a child childlike way and not, ha- you know, have to w- worry about who gives a shit about what other people think? You know what I mean? Go have some fun. You want to fucking go play tag with all your buddies? Go fucking play tag with your buddies. So, um, <laughs> uh, first off, dude, my, my, my favorite person in the movie, of course, has got to be Jeremy Renner's character. I, I, the guy just owns every scene he's in, right? His character is cocky. He, he's funny. Um, he's just, he's, and he's hilarious because of it. He, he just keeps a straight face the entire fucking movie. Um, and, uh, the other character I thought was, uh, also, uh, almost as, uh, almost as hilarious was Isla Fisher's character as uh, Ed Helms' wife. Cause she was just fucking ferocious, you know, just, just like, she was so intense on, on, um, focusing on helping out with the game since only the main guys that grew up with it could play the game. Right. Right. At the time. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think that, um, I liked most of the cast, and I only had a few little problems with Jake Johnson's character, just a little, a few little ones. Um, but I think the biggest problem with the cast, in my opinion, um, the main cast, was uh, Hannibal Burris again, dude. Hannibal Burris is he's funny in this movie, and I'm glad he finally actually gets some dialogue because most of the time when he pops up in a movie, he's he gets like three lines of dialogue and then he's fucking gone, um, like in Cockblockers and. And uh, uh, neighbors one and two, and and you know, and, and uh, even Spider-Man: Homecoming, he barely gets any fucking dialogue. So he finally gets a character where he gets some dialogue in it, but it's still he just felt out of place in this movie. Like he was just there every once in a while to add. Like if, if there was a moment where like like say they made comments about time, and he goes, "Time is a construct," 
It seemed like he was always just there to be that fifth guy or whatever that makes the comment in continuance of what everyone else is saying kind of thing. You know, it just... I, I, there wasn't much that they did with his character. I think the only thing I can recall about him that was really funny was when his pants got pulled down and he got, you know, his ass got fucking hit. Right. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I can't even remember anything really funny about Burris in this movie, you know, and it pisses me off because my first introduction to Hannibal Burris was listening to his stand-up, you know, when he, from when he first started. And his stand-up was goddamn hilarious. I, I was like, dude, this guy is fucking awesome. He could, he could, he's going places. And then all of a sudden, it started tapering off, and then he started starring in stuff. And, you know, he's just not that, I don't know. He just had a moment, and then it's, it's just kind of gone for me. I, he's a little bit funny on the Andre um, Benjamin. Is it not Andre Benjamin? Um, Eric Andre show. He's a little bit funny on that. But uh, still, that's it. I, um, Jake Johnson's character, I, 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 his character was okay for the most part, but... I got kind of it got kind of old where he's constantly having a joint in his mouth the entire fucking movie. I'm laughing now talking about it, but it was just like, okay, we get it, dude. You smoke pot. Let's fucking move on. You know, it's just everything about the dude is just constant joint in his mouth. Uh, uh, there was one character that I can recall that was a complete waste of time was uh, Rashida Jones's character. Okay, um, I thought that she just was. I, I understand why she was there, but it just. Uh, Overall, it was it was completely pointless to have someone like Rashida Jones in this movie if you're not going to give her anything to work with. And they could have just had some throwaway actor, actress play her, and play the role, and then just been in and out of the, the movie and then done. Then it just could have been an afterthought. You know what I mean? Um, so her character, I thought, was a complete waste. Um, uh, and I think my only, yeah, the only couple other issues I had with the movie were uh, there's no time to really delve into anything else other than them trying to get Jeremy Renner. You know, I, I thought that there could have been a little more um, story into, I don't know, like uh, more what they did in the past or something when they were all together as friends or something, you know, instead of a quick flashback. Uh, and then last thing, uh, that ending was there was a, that fucking buzzkill ending. Right. Um, I mean, it makes up for it right at, right at the end. Right when it's over, it makes up for it. But... Mm. At that moment, no. it was it fucking it like stopped everything dead in its tracks, and you're like, I'm waiting for this payoff. Like, there's gonna be like some kind of joke. That I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. And see, when we saw Game Night, I was waiting for it to be a joke too with that you know Chandler or Kyle Chandler's character. And then he goes, oh, and there's Game Night, right? And then he goes, No, I'm just kidding. But then wouldn't it be awesome if it ended that way, <laughs> right? That sure. was that was great. No, no, that's what his character said um, at the end of Game Night, and then you know because it was still all this shit went into chaos without his planning. Um, and this movie, it was just yeah, the buzzkill of like, oh, he's dying from cancer. What the fuck? How are you gonna hit us with that shit? This movie's supposed to be fun, you know. You're gonna hit us with the uh, oh, well, you know, we can't. We should have been friends with Jeremy Renner more than just you know trying to tag him for a month every year, right? And then they you know they do that, which wasn't that big of a deal, but. The whole the whole thing with him having cancer at the end, it just yeah, it stopped everything. Then it's contracts, but luckily, right after that, when they all started chasing each other in the hospital, and then the movie goes to the end credits, and then it shows the real life footage of them doing the tag, it it brought it the energy back for a moment before it was all over. So, they, they I hate the buzz kill, but at least it still ended on a good note for me. I, I my problem with this whole entire movie was the buzz kill. Uh-huh. You know, when when you have there's uh, the Tag Brothers, there's an actual guy named Brian Dennehy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is fucking funny. 
So because uh, uh, anyone who hasn't seen the movie, um, Brian Dennehy he played is the, in the father. Fucking movie. Yeah, played play, played uh, Jack Johnson's da- dad. So I, I'm while Joe was giving his monologue. Yes, uh, I was reading through the history of tag. Now in the original, the original gang of people, there's ten guys, not five guys, and there is no Hannibal Burris. So there you go. Um, they live all around the country. In fact, um, I was reading a couple of things. One of the guys had flown to Germany, uh-huh. and another guy flew to Germany and tagged him, but it was on March 2nd, you know, and there's nothing he could do about it, so he was it for the rest of the year. Yeah. Another guy, um, he like at the, end of the, uh, at the end of February, flew to Boston and for two weeks waited outside of his friend's apartment and didn't realize that he was out of town. <laughs> they will. They instruct their uh, secretaries and anybody that they work with not to allow their friends in yeah. in the building. One guy's a lawyer, and he he's I'm instructed he's instructed his 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 um <laughs> his 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 receptionist or secretary yeah. to not let anybody in. They try to talk their way into it, and she won't let him in because she knows that it's it's February. Mm-hmm. Therefore, <laughs> they're playing tag. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, How did you feel about the Crash Test Dummy song? I, uh, <laughs> I don't like that song, but the way they did it was funny. Yeah. Um, how, so how did the game of... Ta- so not, none of this movie is based on anything real anyways. No, it, they took the idea pretty much... It's inspired much. by a true yeah, story. they took the idea and they made their own comedy about it. So these guys, when they would get bored, they went to this prep school, uh, Gonzaga Prep School, in Spokane, Washington. That's being Spokane, Washington, the location of the movie. Yeah. And um, um, the tag, those are the only true things that ever happened. Well, did one of the characters actually die of cancer? Uh, like one of the actual real people die of never cancer? Never said so. Okay. So they just threw that into the movie like a... F- God damn. The, the, the game make- is only played in the month of February, and whoever is it at the end of the month is it for the rest of the year. That makes it even worse. Um, is there any geographic restrictions? There are no geographic restrictions. Instead of chasing each other, the men have literally chased each other around the country, traveling by plane, <laughs> car... Oh, there was one... So th- one, of the, one of the guys is a father. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a priest. And he had flown to Spokane, Washington... And this is fucking hilarious. He he got into the tr- he he walked up to a neighbor's house who had just bought a new car, and and said, "Hey, why don't you go over there and get them to come out? I'll hide in the trunk, and then you show them the car, yeah. open the trunk, and I'm gonna tag them." He scared the shit out of the guy's wife so bad she tore her ligaments in her knee. Fuck. Yeah, but. It was worth it. He worth tagged, it. He, he tagged him. So the tag true story confirms that the contract exists and was drafted in 1990 by the lawyer and tag p- participant Patrick Schultz. Uh, here are the, <laughs> the. This is the, the. There's the. Here's the actual tag participation Witnesses. agreement. Um can you tag a player who you cannot tag a player who just tagged you? No tag backs, yeah. Uh, each main character in the movie is based on a real person. No, there are no direct one to one correlations between the movie. For example, Ed Helms' character is a composite of several of the tag players, and the reporter who follows the group around for an article is male in real life, not female. Yeah. The tag brothers certainly inspired the movie characters and their actions, but the film is loosely based on the real people. The film's premise of banding together to get Jeremy Renner's character who's never been tagged, is mostly fictional. 
However, quite a few tags in the movie did indeed happen in nearly identical ways in real life. Um, I got a problem, and I, I wonder well, how PC we should be about this problem. Well, let me finish. All right. Uh, was somebody really tagged at a funeral? Yes. Uh, Patrick Schultz's, uh, was tagged at his father's funeral. He was in the front row, and so guys were coming, were going up to communion. Pat me on the back, and one of his friends, it's called Beef, comes up and patted me on the shoulder and mouth to me, you're it. My dad thought would have thought it was funny. Hmm. Uh, have they broken into each other's houses? Yes. Uh, Mike Kaneski waited until 2 a.m. and broke into the house where two other players lived. He did so by sneaking through the garage and finding an unlocked house door. He burst into Brian Dennehy's bedroom and quickly switched on the light. Brian's girlfriend yelled, run, but there was nowhere to hide. Oh, and the wives, they play spy. Uh-huh. They will spy on other people. Like Leslie Bibb's character. Yep. All right. Well, no, more like Isla Fisher, but yeah. uh, was someone tagged while they were in the hospital room with their wife? Um, in real life, there's been tags at births, funerals, inceptions for kids, for real. No exact details were given how the tag at the birth unfolded, so the movie's version could certainly be stretching the truth. Uh, the movie does leave out a tag that happened when one of the guy's wives was in the hospital going to chemo. They came around, They came to be around him and support him, and then they tagged him. So Yeah. Uh, in addition to flying across country, so here's the old lady. Yeah. Right? Um, breaking uh, <laughs> players have hidden trunks, put on wigs, donned fake ma- mustaches, which we saw at the end of the movie, yeah. and have even pretended to be homeless. <laughs> um, has anyone gotten hurt? On one occasion, Father Sean Raftis, here's the story, yeah. flew from Seattle to San Francisco, sorry, uh, just to get a tag so he could shed the mantle of shame, as they call it. <laughs> he curled himself up in the trunk of his friend's new Honda Accord. <laughs> they pulled up in front of Joe Tombari's house, a fellow player. <laughs> Sean's friend knocked on the door and told Joe to come out and see his new car. Joe and his wife came out. When the trunk was open, Sean popped out and tagged Joe. Uh, the wife was so startled, she tumbled backward off the curb and tore a ligament. I still feel bad about it, but I got Joe. Uh, a more severe injury happened to... Well, we don't worry about that. Um, no, the cast, uh, the cast never met the real tag brothers. They were not involved in the making of the movie. The cast didn't want to meet the real guys until the premiere. Are the plower, players ever allowed to break from playing tag? Yes, there is a grace period. Uh, Chris is currently enjoying time off as he has two-year-old triplets and a four-year-old son. Uh, What's okay. the name of the Michael uh, Keaton movie where he uh, takes over McDonald's? The Founder. Right. The Founder. This is the Founder version of tag. It, it's, it's pretty much they took the idea of tag... And for the most part, they completely did their own thing with it, with the movie. And there's only small elements that are similar. Very small elements. It, and I think that's a shame. Um, because I think there would have been... They're, they're, if they're going to show real footage of them doing that shit at the end of the movie, um, then I think they should have had uh, more implementation of, of the real uh, characters. You know what I mean? Real life uh, people. Right. So what was your politically correct thing? Um, if you're going to make a movie based on these people, you need to be accurate. And um, if the guy, if there was a guy that wrote the article, then the fucking person from Wall Street Journal that wrote the article should be a male character. Um, it, but it's not based; it's inspired. It even says inspired by true events. It it's does. not based. It, it does. I, I look, the, uh, what the way I'm seeing it is, I'm seeing it as this. And I look, and we'll talk about this all day on Compelled and everything else. And I'm all for the women's movement. And, and finally getting their spot because they've been held back, especially in entertainment, for a very long time. And it's, it, you know, they're finally getting their own shit. And it's good. It's very good. But when I see it do, being done to placate 
um, I, I have a problem with it. And when uh, I see, I, it's or when it comes to say, well, I, her character wasn't that big of a deal, but I'm just trying to say that uh, when you. Uh, I'm disagreeing with you about the whole placate thing. It has nothing to do with placate. You're on the right path, but. <laughs> and then also with the Hannibal Burr's character. You know what I mean? I, I Is that a stretch? Maybe. I. No, look, we're, we're in a time where, look, the Hannibal Burr's character was forced. Yeah. Completely forced. It felt forced. The way he acts feels forced. Mm-hmm. Every time he's in a movie, it would have worked better with Kevin Hart. It would have worked better with fucking Eddie Murphy. Yeah. It would have worked better with anybody other than Hannibal Burris. <laughs> You're probably because right. Hannibal Burris is a terrible actor. Mm-hmm. That and that's just the truth. He f- if he feels lazy, he feels <laughs> lethargic. Like he's taking a nap. He's always like he's taking a fucking nap, and he's like, "Oh wait, I got a line to deliver." Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it just it, it feels like Hannibal Burris doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and he, I'm sure he does, but it just feels like he doesn't fucking care enough. That's his style, to, I guess. To be to to amp up his fucking step your game up, homie. Yeah, step your <laughs> game up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Show people what you can really do instead of just you know this fucking. I'm just going to say it, this Southern California uh, 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 surfer dude. Mm-hmm. That's his attitude. Yo, man, I'm going to go surfing today. Woo, enjoy the waves, get a fresh buzz. Yeah. But, but like way more laid back than that. Mm-hmm. And and that's the, I mean, that's the major problem with Hannibal Burris's characters. You could substitute anybody in that in that role. And you know what? L- let me let me try to do that that white guy backtracking thing. Um, it, it's I think that if the character was better, that it wouldn't have mattered if it was a brother playing the, the role. Okay, I think it's just you're right. It's because why do you of, say brother? Because I like saying brother. It's a funny it's a funny term. So um, if you got a you got a black guy, all right, you got a black guy playing playing the role. Um, I think it, you're right. If you had used someone with more charisma and acting ability like Eddie Murphy or someone else, yeah, um, then yeah, I, I, w- I, I wouldn't even notice that bullshit, that shit. And I probably wouldn't even have thought, had a second thought about you know the fact that they might just have a black character in there so the whole cast isn't white, right? Yeah, so, but that's you being racist. Oh, of course. But um, <laughs> the, the whole Annabel Wallace thing, you know, her character is a complete fucking waste of time. Why even have her in the movie other than to placate yeah, she. That's placating. She, you know, I, I mean, she started off interesting when she, you know, wanted to go follow them, right? Right at the beginning when she's in John Hamm's office. Right. And then I don't remember anything else about her until the final part of the movie when she starts chasing them with Tag at the end in the hospital. Yeah, I, I just, there's nothing about her character that is interesting or needed, you know? Why, why would they change? Why would they change that if they're trying to, if they're trying to make a movie out of a story yeah. from the Wall Street Journal? It doesn't matter what it is, and and they find out that the reporter got involved. Why wouldn't you fucking replicate that and give credit to you know to the reporter that actually did the story instead of this waste of time? Yeah, and and it's not Annabelle's fault. It's the writer's fault. Mm-hmm. It's the producer's fault. It's the studio's fault. It's everybody else's fault, you know? Yeah. And it's not typical that you hear us say that. But it's everybody else's fault that they hired Annabelle to be a reporter and when it's a fucking wasted character. Mm-hmm. Completely wasted. 
Yeah. J- just like the bartender guy, even though he was funny. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the bartender guy. <laughs> um, I forgot I forgot who the bartender guy was, but, um, I mean, there's a ton of beautiful fucking women in this movie. Um, Were they bridesmaids or what? <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, the the guy that, that played the bartender, I swear to God, I was, uh, where was I? I was driving, so I was driving... I was going to take care of some stuff. Mm. And in the parking lot, I saw a guy that looked just like him. <laughs> beard and everything. Yeah. Haircut, beard, the way he walked, yeah. his his uh, his body style. I'm like, yeah. why is that actor dude here? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe he lives in Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, dude, I, I think that also the movie's so funny that it makes up for all the contrivances in the story, you know? It's look. I was consistently entertained by the movie. I was entertained, but I it has issues. It has problems, and part of the problem was okay. Well, here's here's the here's my problems. Mm-hmm. Um, the Annabella character, yeah. The Jeremy Renner character never being tagged. Horseshit. <laughs> Sorry, horseshit. I know. Like I said, it was so fucking funny that all the contrivances. I I, I it made it okay for me. Hannibal Burris's character. Mm-hmm. Um. The uh, the um, um, the cancer thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The buzzkill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fuck, dude. He just wanted you all to, you know, get together. Come over here so I can tag you. <laughs> all right, I can't do it. Fuck off. <laughs> Have a heart, Mike. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I can't let him tag me. Is that? I, I, I would have shoved him. You know what? Let me uh, let me get your 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 your. I, I want your take on when when you see like when they have someone who has um like cerebral palsy, and he's like he he's like part of the football team at a college or whatever, and they let him Ugh. go. They let him gear up, and they actually let him run a touchdown Ugh. in the middle of a game. Sorry. Ugh. Okay. I just I just wanted. To, I, I, I I can't stand schmaltzy forced bullshit. Uh-huh. You know. Um. What well, I mean, what it, Rudy I mean, is fine. I, Okay, how about this perspective on it, though? How about no? For that guy, it was the most important thing in the world. Who cares? It's not that important. It's a fucking game. What if it was to him? No, it, it's not. Again, it's it's forced garbage. It's nonsense. It's forced. It's bullshit. I think for everyone else, yeah. It is, but I think if it was that important to him... But it's not. It's not. That's that's the problem. He he knows his friend has got cancer. He doesn't know if his friend's oh, going to survive. I, I, I mean, I was still on the, the the guy with palsy and running a touchdown. Oh, <laughs> I, no, it's, but it, okay. it's important to him. Yeah, that's fine. But again, when it comes to fucking shitty movies, yeah. that do that, no, I, I, no, I don't, I don't. Yeah, you don't know care. what? I mean, look, movie wise, you're yeah, absolutely, dude. Hey, look, it the was Steve Berg. It was weak, and I think that what um, I think would have been a better payoff would have been. For look, if you're gonna have the character die from dying from cancer, uh, it's still stupid. But if you're gonna continue with that, that that path, then have it where he pretends to be so fucking sick that when Renner gets close, then he fucking fakes how how weak he is, and then he tags him. Right? Yeah, I guess. I, you know, I mean, at this point, there is there's five or six things about this movie that are absolutely atrocious. <laughs> oh, uh, the Jerry, the Jeremy Renner um, intro scene where he shows up in his Dodge Challenger and, and he's all badass and he walks into a restaurant that is obviously closed. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, the movie was so funny to me that all the contrivances I was able to forgive. Yeah. Because and, and I, I was entertained. Because I, I, I already knew it was all horseshit. But, but, 
again, I mean, this is being entertained and doing uh-huh. a review are two different things. Yeah. I was entertained throughout the movie too. I mean, I didn't sit there and go, oh, this is horseshit or that. But afterwards, thinking about what, like, like the Jake Johnson thing, when, when, when Isla Fisher shows up at his house, yeah, or his apartment, and then he fucking tries to park her around, yeah, and and then he he, he gets his, he falls and yeah, you know gets fucked up, right? That was funny, yeah. Um, the the Ed Helms scene where he dresses as a janitor, he took a job at the guy's company, yeah. Was like, the guy from Get Out was the one that interviewed him, yeah, yeah. So when 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 that happens, you know. Just give me a new fucking soda. We'll be all right. Yeah, that 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 <laughs> completely works. Yeah. But what doesn't work for this movie? Again, I mean, who cares? It doesn't matter if you were entertained. This is we're reviewing the movie now, and we have to separate. We ha- we literally have to separate some of the things, of, and we have to talk about the shit that bugs us. Apart from and I did. Apart from the stuff that we really enjoyed, and the the shit that bugs us is minor compared to the overall movie. And and the the opening was good, but the ending sucked. <laughs> the ending was the ending, ending was atrocious. It was it was it was written that way on purpose to manipulation. Yeah. Emotional manipulation. Yeah. yeah. Complete bullshit. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, I yeah, there was no like real fucking you, yeah. God, I, I I can't I can't yeah, I can't speak that dude. It's what did you give the movie overall rating? Uh, I'll probably give it a six and a half. That's exactly what I'm giving it. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, again, it's... It could have been a lot better, but it also could have been way fucking worse. So, oh. but yeah, I, I was entertained from... I, I love the humor. Um, you know, I like the camaraderie between most of the characters. The Hannibal Barris, like I said, we both said, felt completely odd manned out. Uh, and yeah, yeah problems but i i love renner's character he was fucking over the top it was it was so stupid it was funny you know how how perfect he was it was just so fucking dumb you know like like he is the one <laughs> or some shit yeah he's, he's <laughs> so stupid he's the fucking chosen one yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like like nobody would be able to find him or tag him because he's he's always aware and his head's on a swivel. Yeah, and that's why it was even funnier because it kept going into his head where there's this inner monologue going on and he's describing, he's going through all, the, like he's playing chess. He's constantly playing chess um, of tag in his head against these guys. Right. And it just, it was so stupid. It was funny. It was, Throughout the entire movie, I was like, I could have tagged him in three minutes. Yeah. Like, how? Well, this is how you do it. <laughs> First and foremost, you wait till he's in a crowd. Mm-hmm. And secondly, you walk through the crowd, and then you put your hand on his shoulder, and then you say tag, and then you walk away. Yeah, but see, he already would have planned that. No, he wouldn't have. And he would smell your specific kind of aftershave. Nope. Right? Nope. And then he, he's, gonna, he's already planned I don't all wear the people aftershave. around him, and then he already knows how they're going to move. Nope. And then he's going to have this ready so that when you move, make the move nope. on him, and he's got cameras on this guy and on that guy. And nope. Then this would have shit. never, su- never, never <laughs> suspected it. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So anyway, it's 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 that easy. Yeah. I mean, anybody that's playing these games, you have to have your head head on a swivel, of course, throughout the month. But here's the here's the real way to do it. You wait till they're in a fucking crowd. It's completely unsuspecting. Yeah, especially like at a concert. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, you're done. You're fucking done. Yeah, that's why you don't go to concerts. <laughs> a, a lot of the guys in the original game go out of country. Yeah, 
They'll they'll just fucking flee the country. That's right. So if you want to tag me, it's going to cost you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, I I, I definitely high, uh, recommend the movie um, because even though there's that fucking buzzkill, I I still I enjoyed it and it was a fun movie. And the alternative was uh, Die Scraper. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and um, yeah. Yeah, or uh, what was the other one? Whatever the other one was. I already saw The Rock. We already saw The Rock a few months ago dangling from a helicopter in Jumanji. I don't need to fucking see him dangling from no, a No, we saw The Rock a few months ago, not just the Jumanji thing. It was um, Rampage. Oh, oh, yeah, and Rampage as well. So Yeah, so fuck it. <laughs> Tired of it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're rocked out, dude. So, yeah, he needs to start picking better roles. That, that, that's the bottom line with The Rock, dude. Okay? I, he's milking this thing for too much it's worth. Uh... And hey, I think the movie's tanking, right? Skyscraper? I don't know. Die I scraper? don't care. Oh, yeah. Die scraper. Die hard scraper. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. Uh, yeah, I saw some trailers, which we can't play now. Um, fuck you, too. <gasps> and uh, The Patient Zero was uh, with Stanley Tucci. It's uh, coming out on digital um, on, in August, and then uh, it's going to be in selected theaters uh, in September. And it's... Uh, it, the movie t- is like... Uh, Okay, there's a, a mutated or manipulated version of the rabies uh, virus that has gone out into the public, and now um, a lot of the, a lot of the population is now um, become murderous. Okay. And um, Woo. Stanley Tucci's and okay, the the guy uh, Matt Smith, who was one of he played one of the inc- um, incarnations of the Doctor in, in Doctor Who, um, he plays the main character, and he got infected with the rabies um, virus as well, but it didn't turn him. But now he has a, like this special insight into you know how to catch them and, and deal with this. So anyway, they capture Stanley Tucci's character who has the the, the virus, but Stanley Tucci's like um, he's really smart, and he's like saying, well. We're just an evolutionary process, and and maybe humans need to go. I already, I know it's already. You, I already see all the the. the no, why right? are you giving us a complete entire rundown of the movie? Since we can't do a trailer, <laughs> don't. So, just talk about the movie. Let's. Yeah. So anyway, it looks like a combination of say I Am Legend and maybe I don't know Quarantine or something. And I, I it looks interesting. It looks well acted. Stanley Tucci looks like he's having a good time. So. I'll, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to go to theaters to see it, but I, I might be interested in seeing it in a, you know, a streaming way that I don't have to spend a bunch of money on. So um, the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, um, I think this one was made to uh, uh, make more people happy. The fact that there's more um, homosexual uh, undertones in, the, in, in this trailer than there was in the first one. Yeah, they weren't real happy with the fact that Freddie Mercury, who is not a gay guy, he liked men and women. He was pansexual, but he mostly preferred men. Okay, see, I, I didn't read into any of that, so I didn't know that. I always thought that he was just gay. So right, but it, it, there's the social justice warrior element where like yeah. this isn't right because he was always you know he was always gay and he liked men and blah 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 and, yeah and you know they're showing him that he he likes women. Have any of these social justice warriors ever looked at a Kinsey report? Have, have any the Kinsey of these, scale? It doesn't really matter. Because, you know, not everyone is fully straight. Not everyone's fully gay. Um, there's there's usually little teeny, in, you know, uh, whatever. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, not, it's not black and white. It's gray. Exactly. And that's, that's why the Kinsey scale was actually um, a, a nice tool. Um, anyway. Um, so, it looks, dude, I... It, they're they're selling me on the movie because of how well the trailer looks. You know the music's pumping me up. I I'm interested, even though you know it's gonna probably end up being the same biopic as always. Uh, 
That comes out in November. And then uh, the Assassination Nation full trailer came out. This movie looks violent and mean as shit. It's just high school students, like, just anarchy. It's basically a battle royale. Yeah. It's just sex, drugs, murder, violence, uh, just everything. Um, It just looks like this huge cluster that's, uh, yeah, it's nuts. It looks freaking nuts and... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Depends on when it comes out. And it well, it comes out in September, so we'll see. All right. Uh, next movie we're going to see is, of course, uh, Set Your Clocks, baby. Set Your Timers. We're going to see Equalizer Part 2. Who cares? <laughs> do you think it's going to be a piece of shit? Yes. Well, you do? Okay. Yeah, um, who gives a shit? I mean, it's another fucking TV show. We saw the first one. It was okay. Do you think this one's going to be better? Mm, it's done by Antoine Fakua. Do you think this one's going to be better? Re- remember the scene where the guy from Boston is in the car and he's yelling and screaming and he's he's trying to have this Boston accent and it's not working because he sounds more like Midwest Boston accent. Boston. Mm. See that right there is Boston. <laughs> Putting R's where they shouldn't be. Yeah. Mokers. I'll have a moker. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> Where the fuck you from? Boston? <laughs> Beller chick? That fucking Beller chick guy is fucking awesome. Fucking, fucking great. What Wicked, did we just watch where someone watched, uh, mentioned Bill Belichick? Was it Brian Dennehy and Tag? Did yeah. he mention Belichick? Okay. Fucking Beller chick. <laughs> That's funny, though. I, I wonder, do you think it was intentional that they had Brian Dennehy in that movie just because there was a guy named Brian Dennehy in real life? I I wouldn't doubt it. That that's fucking funny. But um never you can never get enough Brian Dennehy, by the, the way. The whole the whole fucking um the whole the whole movie of Equalizer two just gives a shit. Yeah. I'm I'm in that I'm in that moment of fucking cares. <laughs> now you're bumming I'm, me out. I'm s I'm just yeah. uh, we're in that period of time of movies where it's just like almost every, like we're in everybody, February. <laughs> everybody fucking stacks the end of April through the top of June. Yeah. You know, and then and then they just start throwing shit out there instead of giving us fucking good movies throughout the entire What's year. What's the movie with Lakeith Stanfield? I don't know. He's, he's on the phone. Yeah, Danny Glover where he goes, you got to use the white Oh, voice, yeah, yeah, white yeah. Guy yeah. Um, that one looks interesting. Like, yeah. Should, should we try to look up and see if that one's coming out? Because, uh, I mean, maybe that one will tickle our fancy a lot more, you know? Sorry. Uh, sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Okay. I'll look that shit up and then see. I, I doubt it because it's in like a, I think it's in like a limited release. Yeah, it's in limited release. I don't want worried about it right now. Well, you should be worried about it. Cause, Why? Because you don't want to see the fucking Equalizer. Why Why should I? Who fucking, it's a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, just in case. All right, Blue Oaks has it. Oh, never mind. 2 p.m. Yeah. 2 p.m. is the latest showing. And it can suck my ass. All right. Um. Yeah, Blue Oaks is fucking weak. Oh, yeah, dude. There's this Laguna. There's downtown Sacramento. Greenback has There's it. There's Nate Thomas uh, on Thursday. Because Thursday, uh, I got no, no Greenback on Thursday. Today at 10.05. Oh, see that? Yeah. There's no Thursday showings. So, yeah. Um, well, sorry to bother you, but I guess we're going to be seeing uh, Equalizer 2. Yeah. I, like I said, who gives a fuck? Uh, all right. Who, was, uh, see. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> who gives a fuck? Yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> as long as I, I was seeing the unfriended thing and I said fuck. As long as long as I don't have to deal with uh, deal with watching Unfriended or Mamma Mia, here we go again. Ugh. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Where'd you go the first time? 
away. <laughs> All right, so uh, reviews, free parking. Really? That that's your review of fucking the Century Sacramento Greenback 16, free parking. That's weak. Get the fuck out of here. That's a weak fucking amenity. Why don't you have something like, hey, we have uh, real desserts in the fucking uh, lobby and shit. Free parking, game room, photo booth, bathrooms, water fountains. We have scooter-friendly restrooms? That That's your selling point. See how boring fucking movie theaters have gotten? Not crowded at all. The fuck out of here. Well, because you went and saw Tyler Perry's boot, too. That, well, no, fucking no that was a picture that was below it. So. All right. Well, Good try. We'll stick with it on that one. Anyways. <laughs> all right. So, bye-bye? Uh, no, we're going to talk about Venom. Oh, Venom. Venom. <laughs> you just gotta keep, Venom. You keep on that shtick. Yeah, I'm going to keep on. Right. So, Comic-Con is coming out this week. Or coming this week. Cam- Either way. Comic-Con? Comic-Con. Comic-Con? Yeah, Comic-Con. <laughs> and um, so, I saw this thing on on Venom, and... The more I watch it, so they started off with the Topher Grace thing. Yeah. And then they moved into the, the I want to call him Ed Hardy, but it's not. It's Tom, Tom Hardy. Yeah. They moved into the Tom Hardy thing. So what they're doing is this. Get this. <laughs> Sony can do whatever they want with Spider-Man. So if they want to put Spider-Man in this movie, they can use Tom Holland. Huh. Without any repercussions to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they can also do Andrew Garfield if they wanted to. No. They can't. No. Just Tom Holland. Huh. Right. Now, if they go the into the Spider-Verse, then maybe they could use Andrew Garfield. But Which I don't think he wants to come back after he got treated. Oh, well, he got treated. But the whole, the whole Venom movie thing has nothing to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Has they, they, Kevin Feige... I mean, Marvel has some say over it, but Kevin Feige... Basically, wash his hands of the whole thing. Yeah, because that's not how they want to do Venom. Yeah, and and once the Disney deal, eight days, once the Disney deal happens, guess who they're coming for next? Sony's done. Guarantee it. Done. They will not. They, so so they're just letting them do their thing. Now the Into the Spider Verse thing, we're gonna get a second trailer for that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see that fucking movie. It is so good. The animation on that is so good, and I'm fine with that. If you want, if Sony wants to do animated movies yeah. for Spider-Man, do it. Yeah, because it you can do whatever you want with the animated universe. But when you're making live or like they're doing Morbius, the Living Vampire, yeah, and that's being played by Jared Leto. Okay, hmm. yeah, <laughs> great, mm-hmm. wonderful. He should just stick to independent films. I, I he, he should just not act anymore, or become a better actor. I, I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't find like Jared Leto was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, and he's trying to be like Heath Ledger. Mm. He literally is trying to be like Heath Ledger. That's all I can see. Mm. He's just trying to be this this enigmatic personality, and he isn't. Yeah, I'm sorry. It just. There's nothing about Jerry Leto that makes me want to go see another one of his fucking movies. <laughs> he's he's he is not a charismatic person. He's and he's also part of a a, a DC movie universe that I I I'm, I've lost complete interest in. Well, that has I don't think that has anything to do with him acting, does it? 
kind of fits, doesn't it, with the whole who they pick to be in their movies? In a sense, yeah, but, I mean, Will Smith was fine. Yeah. You know, his character didn't suck. No, no. But, yeah, I mean, I, I understand where you're going with it, but Jared Leto, like, look, if you're going to play the Joker, yeah, there's two rules to follow. First and foremost, don't step on Mark Hamill. He broke that rule. Secondly, don't step on Heath Ledger. He broke that rule. Why? Why would you do something? Why would you take such an iconic character who has been played so to perfection by two fucking... One, one's a great voice actor, and the other one's a great actor. Yeah. Okay? I mean, Mark Hamill's a good actor, but he's not Heath Ledger. Let's just face that. Yeah. You have these two fucking wonderful moments where the Joker is completely defined as a character. Yeah. And then you have Jared Leto, who plays... That. <laughs> quote, unquote, the Joker. and Like an alternate universe fucking Joker. And it makes no goddamn sense. He plays him like he's a fucking gang member from the 1980s with his grill, with his silver teeth. Like he should have been in Scarface? Yeah. Like a comic book version of Scarface? Yeah, like a bad version of Scarface. And it's just, it's fucking awful. It's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> So yeah, I don't care. I don't who, if he plays fucking Morbius. I don't care if it's the greatest movie since whatever. <laughs> the greatest movie since whatever you think is the greatest movie, right? Yeah, I, I could give a fuck less if he's in another movie. Yeah, I don't. I Jared Leto is not a name that that. I mean, I look. I I don't. I don't hate him like you do as an as I, an actor. I don't hate him. I just disliked his acting. I dislike his acting. I, I I see that he does have. He definitely has a commitment to what he does. It's just that I I just don't particularly care for most of his work. I mean, like he was really good in Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, you know, and and yeah, but I'm glad he didn't overwhelm Blade Runner. I'm really glad he wasn't around to 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 take over too much because his character is very just. But, but dry. A broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, but yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of him. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I don't even call myself a fan of his. I, I'm just. He's just not for me. You know, like he barely has any dialogue in in Fight Club, and I'm so glad he doesn't because if he started running his mouth, I probably would be fucking pissed off. Yeah, oh, you know what? I, I did like him in Panic Room. He was really good in Panic Room, but he's only in the beginning, and then he fucking gets killed. Yeah, <laughs> so, but he was in a bunch of good movies and a bunch of shitty movies. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, one yeah. shitty movie. Forgot he was in Girl Interrupted. Um, in American Psycho, Requiem for a Dream, Lord of War. He played uh, Nicholas Cage's brother. He was good in that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, I, but most of the movies that I've seen him in, like Requiem for a Dream and other things, I just don't particularly care for him. Right. All right. That's all I got. All right. So, uh, yeah. So Equalizer Two will suck. We'll yeah. see it. Anyways, oh, oh, we'll the, let you know. Just just to let you know what the Venom thing. Full trailer comes out on Friday. I can. I don't care. <laughs> I, the only thing I can think of is Sony is just going to screw this one up, and at some point Disney will just take it back, anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I mean, look. Um, there's a rumor going out there that uh, Comcast is not going to try a- anymore. They're done trying to negotiate with uh, or compete with uh, with with Disney when it comes to buying uh, Fox. So now they're just turning their the, – the rumor is they're turning their focus completely on the Sky thing, which probably won't even happen for them as well. <laughs> so um, – Well, yeah, they're going to get the Sky thing considering that that entire sale that just happened with Disney and and Fox yeah. includes Sky, like 51% of Sky. Uh-huh. 
So I don't see how oh, well. Comcast is going to be able to buy Sky. Okay. But they have a chance to buy the 22 Fox sports stations that Disney has to sell. Hmm. So. Well, I, I guess they got to try to win something, huh? Yeah, you can have those. <laughs> Here's your consolation prize. Yeah, now start treating your customers with more respect. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. And that's all. That's it. That's it. Yep. Bye. Bye. Huh.